Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to a special episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we sit down with acting legend Eric Banner to talk about his new Aussie film, The Dry, as well as the director of that film, Robert Connolly, and the author of the book the film is based on, Jane Harper. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And in today's special episode, we're bringing you an exclusive interview with three incredible talents. Now, The Dry follows federal agent Aaron Falk as he returns to his drought-stricken hometown after an absence of more than 20 years to attend the funeral of his childhood friend. His friend Luke has allegedly murdered his wife and child before taking his own life. Falk's return opens up questions and an old wound for the town the decades-old, unsolved death of a teenage girl. The Dry is directed by Robert Connolly, a prolific Australian producer who also wrote and directed Paper Planes. The screenplay is co-adapted by Connolly, based on the critically acclaimed novel of the same name by Jane Harper, and of course stars megastar Eric Banner. That was an incredible opportunity to be able to sit down with these three amazing, talented people to talk about this film, which we absolutely loved, didn't we, Tim? Absolutely. We've got our review episode of The Dry available now to listen to. And it's worth noting that this film was optioned by Robert Connolly and Bruna Papandrea of Made Up Stories before it was even published. So that tells you a lot about the caliber of this story from Jane Harper, who is just an amazing writer. And the translation from book to screen has been so successfully achieved here. Let's have a listen to our interview with Eric Banner, Robert Connolly and Jane Harper for The Dry. Let's do it. When you've been lying about something for so long, it becomes second nature. And it's something quite peculiar. Under the Milky Way tonight. Hi, Eric. Hi, Jane. Hi, Robert. It's nice to see you. How are you doing now that Melbourne's restrictions have eased? Awesome. Awesome. It's a great relief. 
Yeah. What's the first thing you did once you could get out and about past that kilometre zone? Rode my bike further than five kilometres. <laughs> that was the first thing I did. Felt like a criminal. Felt like that scene in Midnight Express where the guy comes out and clicks his heels on the... <laughs> Let's jump into the movie. Jane, this is so exciting. How do you feel seeing your first book baby on the big screen? You know, I love this film. I'm so excited to see it on the screen and I think it's it's really, you know, everything I could have asked for. I honestly could not have asked for a better adaptation. They've hit all the kind of the key points and the themes and the, the real feel of the novel. Um, it has just been captured so beautifully. Eric's done a fantastic job in the lead role. Rob has done, an, you know, amazing job as director. I, I'm just delighted with the whole thing. And how involved were you in the production side of things? Oh, look, I think, you know, I have a lot of faith in, you know, in Rob's direction and in the the kind of, um, I guess, the direction that they were were taking. Um, I got to go up on set and, and be an extra for a couple of days. So I got to kind of see the process as it was going. Mm-hmm. I was really optimistic about, you know, what the, the finished product would be like. Um, so I think it really helps when you've got that kind of, you know, the faith that it's in really good hands and, you know, they know what they're doing and they're, they're, they're sort of, you know, going to um, produce like the best possible film, which is exactly what I feel they've done. And Robert and Eric did help having Jane there as a touchstone to develop the story. Oh, it was fantastic. It was particularly good to have Jane make an appearance in the film. That was uh, important to um, have a little cameo in there. But I think early on, you feel this anxiety as a director uh, about adapting someone's work. You know, you really hope um, that you'll be able to show them the work and that they'll feel that you've kind of honoured it in some way. And one of the things Jane always talked about when we met early on was the audience for the book, the people that love the book, the people who've gone to the trouble to buy it, to read it, to care about it, Mm -hmm. and that that audience would be important. So I think the book kind of gave us guiding principles of how to make it. Although I did did feel in the making of it, and Jane came and visited when we were filming, that, that you were hoping that we'd do other things with it too, that we'd kind of explore and expand on things and... And that's the kind of gift as a filmmaker. I didn't feel um, completely trapped and obliged to just replicate the book. You know, it had yeah, to be I think adapted. it was really it was really fresh. I thought, and a really you know fantastic kind of visual representation of everything the book was about. Yeah, that was quite a journey. Wonderful journey. And Eric and Robert, you two obviously have known each other for a long time, I believe. Did that take some of the pressure off when working together on this? It, it did. I mean, I knew that we would collaborate really well. You obviously hope that you will. Whilst we've worked together before, we haven't worked together in the, in the capacity of director, actor. And that was just, it was a dream. It was a dream. Um, so it's a, it's a relief. Our friendship remained intact, if not strengthened, uh, which is, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have risked doing the film if I thought that our friendship was going to suffer. So it was a great thing to be able to get become even closer and have such a wonderful experience making the film. We were both super excited about, about the opportunity and had read the book and loved it and felt, felt really, really confident that there was a cinematic version that, that could hopefully do the book justice. And um, creatively, we had the exact same thoughts. So that made that process really, really simple. And Eric, is this the first Australian film you've been in in over a decade? Did I, is that correct? That can't be true. Close to, yeah. I mean, if you take aside <laughs> Love the Beast as a documentary, mm. the last film that I acted in was, yeah, Romulus, My Father, which Rob was a producer on. That's how we became, how we became friends. So, yeah, it's been, been quite a while. Take, it takes a long time to find a Jane Harper novel. 
<laughs> and did that feel good being able to work on home soil again? Yeah, I mean, it didn't, I mean, in some ways it didn't even feel like that because you're on location and I'm just kind of, that's what I'm used to being on location, which I love. I love that separation of home and work. And we had that in this case because we were, you know, four hours out of out of Melbourne. So in those respects, it kind of felt like it, it normally does. But there's no doubt it was a, a huge relief to be doing an Australian accent. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Just being yourself. Jane, the landscape is as big a character in your books as any person in the story. What is it about the Australian outback that fascinates you so much? Yeah, look, I think the setting is a really important part of the dry. And, you know, for me, I always... Um, try and find a setting that I think is going to be able to you know, weave it through the entire plot. So it drives the character's actions and it, it kind of informs who they are and their behaviour and their relationships with both, you know, each other and you know, the place where they live. So, you know, I was really, um, I was so happy that the film adaptation of the book retained that Australian um, setting and also that they went to the effort of filming in Northwest Victoria, which is where the fictional town in the book is set. Because I think, you know, when I went up there and saw what they were doing and when I saw the finished film, the landscape is exactly like I imagined it when I was writing the book. You know, it was it was really that sort of vastness, the, the you know, the, the dryness of it, just that sense of space. And I think, you know, the, the kind of communities you get there, I think was, was captured so perfectly. So I was really happy that they, they chose that location. What kind of challenges did the landscape throw up when creating the production, Robert? Was it, was it tough to find the locations? Look, I think it's always... Part of the joy of making a film that you take an audience somewhere they haven't been before. So I love, you know, like Eric, getting out of the city, getting out of your home and going and making a film somewhere. So once we made the decision to film out there, it was pretty straightforward. The local community supported us. The locations were perfect. They were, you know, as written. So it's really that initial decision. Okay, we're we're going to relocate ourselves somewhere. You know, we were based in Warwick, Nabil, there for several months we filmed in towns like Minyup and Beulah and Hopeton um, which is all through that Wimmera Mallee area of regional Victoria and and I think the film now invites the audience to come to that place you know and 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 to come and see it and feel it and then the challenge is how do you capture it and you know which is why decisions like shooting on big large format cameras and just getting massive big image imagery um, of that world so it's something the audience has to see in the cinema you know that you want to get people out out of our homes and you've got to see this big um, screen language that we we worked with uh, but I loved it I love being out there it's an amazing part of Australia uh, it's you know kind of a real pleasure and a gift in my career to go and live out there with that community and Eric you're effectively a Melbourne boy I guess how did you find that headspace of someone who grew up in a rural community like that very very comfortable I spent a lot of time in regional Vic and New South Wales on my motorcycle so I know these places really well and I it was one of the things that drew me to the book I felt that Jane had captured the emotion of what our country towns are like and are about and that was that felt very very familiar to me even though I'm a city slicker so yeah, it was one of the one of the kind of non-negotiables that Rob and I talked about early on that we just had to be out there and and because there's another version of this film, you know, where you base yourself in a city and you travel 45 minutes out and you try and sort of semi-fake it. And that mm-hmm. wouldn't have done done Jane's novel any justice at all. And and it would have been a huge lacking of potential film language that we would have had to have given up, which we didn't want to. Speaking of the large format, that's 
I believe the first time an Australian film has been filmed in large format. Is that correct? From an audience perspective, what difference is that going to make for them seeing it on the screen? Oh, you know, people have been able to watch such wonderful stuff on, on TV, on the small screen, streaming, and it's a challenge for us as filmmakers to say, you've got to come to the cinema. You know, remember those days people say, oh, you've got to see it at the movies. And, and so I love that challenge. You know, it's something I've embraced. My cinematographer, Stefan Duccio, who also shot The Invisible Man this last yep. year, mm-hmm. massively gifted man. And um, these cameras, these new Panavision large format cameras, I mean, they're IMAX certified. I mean, they're, you know, so the invitation for the audience is come and have a look at the world as you've never seen it. And, you know, this is an intimate film too. It's got beautiful, human, intimate drama you know, Eric and this wonderful actress, Genevieve O'Reilly playing Gretchen. So there's personal stuff, but in amongst that personal stuff, there's a sense of a big epic scale to the work. And that was important to us. You've assembled quite a cast here. It's almost a who's who of the people we forgot we knew with the exception of Eric, of course. Was that deliberate in your choices, getting people from overseas who were Australian? Look, it's an amazing jigsaw puzzle casting. You know, I work with my wife, Jane Norris, who's cast all my uh, work and, and she has a great eye for, for people and opportunities. I mean, I, I love the fact that John Paulson returned to acting after 18 years. He was on his first day. He was nervous. He's I haven't acted since Mission <laughs> Impossible 2 yeah. when he was the helicopter pilot. And uh, so I took him down the road from where we were filming. This is kind of almost humiliating for the poor guy. The cafe in Minyot where we were filming was Mm -hmm. a set in The Flying Doctors over 30 years before. And they had all these photos on the wall that were of the shoot back then 30 years before. And there was John Paulson (laughs) as a young 18-year-old. But I, I I love that, you know, that kind of pleasure myself when I'm watching stuff you know Bruce Spence you know who people yes. you know he's an iconic kind of Australian but then you've got someone emerging like Bibi Betancourt you know in her first role and you go well I'm going to see a lot of her she's going to be a big star she's already been cast in many things and and I think you kind of need to mix it up a bit I love the pleasure for an audience of I recognize that actor but also the discovery of someone new and Mm. And in a big ensemble uh, like this, that was important. I guess most importantly, you you know, it's a detective mystery. You need a lot of a lot of suspects. So uh, I needed a lot of really strong actors so that the audience could think that it could be any one of them. From each of your different perspectives, what is the story about at its core for you? Look for me. I mean, this book is so this book is so special to me. You know, really, it absolutely you know launched my career, and it was my first novel. And you know, I always just set about writing the kind of book that I would like to read. So I wanted something with a bit of you know mystery and suspense. Um, but also characters that I think you know, people can relate to and feel authentic and they're, they're willing to follow through the whole journey. And you know, a bit of light and shade and emotions and relationships um, that you get in you know, that kind of small town community. And I wanted to specifically to write something that I felt really um, was very Australian at its heart. And I think, you know, for me, the beauty of this film is that I think all those kind of really, those key points that I said about capture in the book have, have really come across in such a beautiful way in this film. So for me, the, the two go together so well. Um, and so I'm just, I'm just really thrilled by it. I think selfishly for me as an actor, I really drew upon the past and present elements that Jane had structured in, in her story. Um, and it really felt to me like a story about how much we're unable to move forward in our lives without dealing with things that have happened 
in in the past mm-hmm. and that's that's the gift of of this story is that is that it's whilst it's a mystery it's so emotional and that's not something i think that we always get in that kind of genre um so essentially that was what selfishly you know attracted me to the to the part and at its core what it sort of felt to me it was about i mean it's been such a tough year for the cinema industry and the Australian industry in particular, what would you say to people who are maybe a little bit hesitant to get back into the cinema? Look, I think Australians love going to the cinema and particularly over the summer holidays. It's a tradition. Families go out together, couples, parents for the first time, Ben and their children go to the movies. And, and I would say that, you know, here is this opportunity, a gift for me, one of Australia's greatest actors, this incredible bestseller, this beautiful Australian story, and we've made a big film. And it's really an invitation, you know, to come out and, and celebrate us as Australians, an Australian story at the end of this, this tough year. And cinemas have done so much work to make sure they're the safest place to go and take your family and, and enjoy kind of celebrating something about, about us as, as Australians. That's so well said. Thank you so much for your time, everyone. Eric, Jane, Robert, it was really lovely to talk to you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks very much. When you've been lying about something for so long, it becomes second nature. And it's something quite peculiar. Under the Milky Way tonight. What a trio of incredible storytellers in Connolly, Banner, and of course, Jane Harper. What a fantastic interview. Isn't it wonderful to get so many behind-the-scenes insights into the making of this film? I love hearing firsthand from the creatives that are involved in these projects and exactly how they approached the screenplay to bring it from book to screen and the actors that are involved. So it was uh, really, really nice to hear all what they had to say. And they're obviously really passionate about the project and so are we. If you listen to our review, which is up now, it'll give you a bit more background about the film itself. No spoilers, of course. (laughs) Definitely. All right, guys. Well, that was a very special episode of Popcorn Podcast and we look forward to bringing you more episodes like this in the future. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. We have a website, popcornpodcast.com. Go check it out. We've got all our episodes up there for you to listen to. If you'd like to get to know us a little better, there's an About Us section and we run giveaways, so keep an eye on the website for more information. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.